day 41. Along with the question, how are you sleeping? The other question I get asked a lot is, are you in a lot of pain? I understand where the concern is coming from. Most people have not seen an external fixator of this kind before. So when I'm out and about on the knee scooter, people try not to point, but they do stare. Even in the hospital waiting room, people come up and comment on how painful it looks and how sorry they feel for me. This is very kind, but from my perspective, some of these folk look to be suffering way more than I am. The answer to the question is that the pain I have experienced has been tolerable and manageable. After both my arm surgery and ankle surgery, I was prescribed painkillers which I did not need to use on either occasion. I took a few paracetamol, Tylenol, Panadol, choose the word that works in your jurisdiction, for a couple of days, but since then nothing. Today I'm thankful for being pretty pain-free. I'm also grateful for all who have and continue to pray for strength and healing in my bones, and that there has not been any infection, which with 17 metal pins through my skin continues to be the main risk. We also appreciate all the good wishes for our wedding anniversary yesterday, which was good encouragement on the road to recovery. I think one of the things that I appreciate in this time of added vulnerability and increased dependency is when people make an effort to help. I can make a drink, but I cannot take it to where I want to enjoy it. I can get to a door, but I am unable to open it. I appreciate the practical aid and the encouragement. By and large, society pays more attention to the strong. Leaders especially are prone to value judgments about the ability and capacity of those in their charge. I find myself thinking more about the folly of this as I look at many who do not fit the bill but are having a significant influence. A high-cost, high-commitment, high-performance model of leadership will not succeed if the behaviours of the senior leadership are orientated around personal power, promoting those who have the strengths that fit the mould they have constructed and pushing out those who are deemed to be weak. The Bible consistently promotes an upside-down model of leadership which challenges cultural norms. You might expect a king to say, Blessed are those who invest in the strong, their might and influence will multiply. But David starts this psalm by highlighting the importance of a concern for the weak. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desires of their foes. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. I said, Have mercy on me, Lord, heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, When will he die and his name perish? When one of them comes to see me, he speaks falsely, while his heart gathers slander. 
Then he goes out and spreads it around. All my enemies whisper together against me. They imagine the worst for me, saying, A vile disease has afflicted him. He will never get up from the place where he lies. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. But may you have mercy on me, Lord. Raise me up, that I may repay them. I know you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and Amen. This regard for those who are weak, sick and in trouble reflects the concern that God has for us. God consistently speaks for those who have no voice, protects the poor and the oppressed, offers friendship to the lonely, forgiveness to the guilty, and justice for those who have none. God gives hospitality to the outcast, food to the hungry, and shelter to the homeless. The Lord expects his people to share and act on these concerns. The Lord does not abandon those who cannot keep up, which is just as well for most of us. The message expresses the sentiments of the opening verse well. Dignify those who are down on their luck. You'll feel good. That's what God does. God looks after us all, makes us robust with life, lucky to be in the land. We're free from enemy worries. Whenever we're sick and in bed, God becomes our nurse, nurses us back to health. High commitment and high performance actually have their roots in a high appreciation of the love, grace and mercy we have received. For David, the Lord's protection for those who are in trouble, sick, weak and under pressure, gives him hope. It gives rise to a fresh prayer for mercy of his own and an articulation of his current difficulties. David acknowledges his own weakness and sin. Once more, he recognises the threats posed by those around him. They spread lies and gossip about him, make plans against him and think the worst. Even his good mate has turned against him. This kind of friendly fire is particularly hard to take. We can expect to be maligned by those who have aligned against us, but when we are betrayed by those we trusted, it is even more painful. We do not know who this individual was, but it was someone who had shared bread with David. There will be another king who will be betrayed by someone in his inner circle with whom he has recently shared bread. Judas turns against Jesus and walks away from the table before being framed in the doorway and walking out into the darkness of the night. David faces his situation with confidence because he knows things that his enemies do not understand, that strength does not overcome weakness because the Lord is on the side of the weak. Lies do not drown out reality because the Lord is true and truth. Integrity wins over duplicity 
because the Lord upholds those who are his. God chooses those who are weak by human standards, who are lacking in status, power, influence and resources. Because as Paul writes to the Corinthians, for the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. When we are weak, then we are strong because our strength comes from him, not from within. My particular weakness right now is that I cannot stand up I take particular encouragement from the emphasis in many of the Psalms on having secure footing, healed bones and being enabled to stand. As the message ends the Psalm, God give grace, get me up on my feet, I'll show them a thing or two. Meanwhile, I'm sure you're on my side. No victory shouts yet from the enemy camp. You know me inside and out. You hold me together. You never fail to stand me tall in your presence so I can look you in the eye. Blessed is God, Israel's God. Always, always, always. Yes, yes, yes. If you are struggling today under pressure and feeling weak, the Lord is with you and is for you. His grace is real and his commitment does not falter. And if you're standing tall right now, doing okay and feeling strong, rejoice, but remember those who are weak and those who are down.